Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to my podcast, Heavenly Places. I'm your host, Jameer, and, and I'm along here with uh, Dorothy. And I'd like to uh, thank everyone for joining us this evening. <clears throat> so weird. I, my voice wasn't uh, confident, so I, I went live. Uh, let me open up here. Father, we thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. We thank you for your salvation, Father. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, Father, and we thank you for sending our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins, Father. Um, guide us this evening with the teaching. Help us uh, to yield to you in every single way and area in our life, Father. And um, strengthen us, Father, and strengthen us in your word. Strength, strengthen us with your promise. And also, uh, I say a prayer for everyone that's on the East Coast and the path of that uh Hurricane Dorian, um, for Florida, Georgia, the Carolinas, all the islands, of, uh, and also the, the tornadoes is popping up everywhere on the land, and also for the islands, Bahamas islands. We, I pray for all the people that were there or that are there to face that devastation. Uh, help them with recovery, help them to have officials that all the money that is spent there or that it goes to who it's supposed to go to and not get held up with the government or corrupt people, Father, that the people will have food, Father Lord, that they will have shelter, and that the contamination, Father Lord, the water and everything won't be as bad, Father Lord. Um, You just dispatch your minister to the people and put your people to help the people during this time a little of, uh, of destruction and um, for the people of the Bahamas and everyone this along and in the past we ask these things in the, the uh, mighty name of Jesus amen well um, once again I'd like to thank everyone for, for tuning in and and just or just even though I know we pray, but just if you can this week and the weeks after, just remember the people that are in Bahamas. They said maybe close to the half of the uh, the property were damaged there. Uh, so just about everyone is going to be affected with the businesses and companies there. Remember with Katrina, with all all the things terrible things happening there. But that's basically their whole country. That whole island is basically destroyed and. So they're going to be needing a lot of help and support. So I know many of us maybe can't help financially, but prayers, you know, people don't believe it. Prayers are just as powerful and just as helpful uh, in the kingdom of uh, in the kingdom of God. Um, and this particular evening, we're actually talking about uh, what does it mean to be in the army of the Lord, um, the army of God. Uh, We've uh, there's many many songs uh, that uh, I sung in my youth, you know, uh, that we sung about being in the army of the Lord and being a soldier in the army of the Lord. And we've talked frequently or a few times on our podcast about um, about being in a, a spiritual war, a spiritual uh, battle, as it says in Ephesians chapter six, verse twelve. And we'll talk about that verse a little bit 
also that uh, we are in a, uh, a spiritual war that uh, we wrestle not against what flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in the high places. And uh, so we are in a war. Actually, everyone is in a war, whether whether you are a believer or not. Basically, if you're a Christian or not, you're in this war. Maybe you're uh, you're fighting in a war. Maybe you're you're being held captive by the enemy in a war. Um, you're being deceived in a war. Um, no matter which line, actually, there's only two sides you can be on. You can be on our Father God side, or you can be on the enemy side, and you make that decision uh, by de facto by either by accepting the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in your life. Or either not choosing him. And even though if you say, well, I'm not in a war, I didn't choose either side. Well, no matter what side you choose, um, you're in a war whether you know it or not. Um, You're in a war whether you know it or not. But as uh, being a Christian and being a believer, um, there are a few scriptures that I would like to to share with you this evening and I'd like to use uh, the main scriptures come be coming from second Timothy chapter two. Second Timothy chapter two and this is actually a letter that is uh written by the uh the Apostle Paul. Um and I'm gonna read actually a large portion of it uh from verses one to verse thirteen. Uh actually I just wanted to focus on one particular but all the other ones part of it was so good and it's always good to read the word of God. I wanted to uh go ahead and just read that for you. Um there's nothing more powerful than the word of God. I can teach all I want to but uh the word word of God is sharper than, than any two edged sword. Nothing more powerful than reading the word. Um, so in this Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 it says This is Paul again writing Timothy You then my son be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus And the things you have heard me say In the presence of many witnesses To reliable people And who also be qualified to teachers to teach others Join me in suffering like a good soldier Christ Jesus. There you go, verse 3, talking about being a soldier. No one serving as a good soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. That's that's the one, one of the main verses I'm going to highlight, but I'm just keep on reading. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. So right there, that verse 5, Back to verse 4 he talks about being a soldier And verse 5 he talks about Being an athlete um, If you you know sports You know how much No matter what level you are I don't care if you're in a jun- the junior league Or, or peewee league or professional Of course each level Is more and more training um, It's a lot of practice Going into it into the competitions And all those types of things So you have to dedicate a lot of time to it Um Verse six it says, the hard working farmer, okay, so we had the uh what well, we had the soldier, 
Then we have the athlete and farmer. These right here, we everyone knows a farmer. Wow, they had to wake up very, very, very early in the morning. Not many people can be farmers, and not many people can be great farmers. You know, it's very difficult. A lot of hard work. That's why a lot of people are trying to kind of get in away from a farmer. But actually, farming is very, very, very healthy for us. Um, but verse six says, "The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive receive a share of the crop." Verse 7, he says, reflect on what I'm saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may attain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus, with eternal glory. Here is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure with him, we shall also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Now, each one of those verses actually could be a lesson within their own. Very, very powerful. Um, that verse 12 talks about if we endure with him. I really, I really like love that we should also reign with him. So no matter which situation or circumstance you're going through, for the sake of Christ, all of us are going through something, whether it be finances, health, uh, relationships, uh, careers, uh, car problems, children problems, uh, parent problems, all of it, whatever it is you're going through, if you endure, you will also reign with him. Um, and we all have problems, but I'm talking about when we we enduring through these different issues that we're going through that we're enduring with Christ. If we're enduring with something else, guess what? We're not going to be reigning with him. You know, So we have to endure with Christ. But I want to give you four keys this evening, four keys that are very important to being uh, in the army of the Lord. And it's kind of basically kind of telling you what, so what does that mean to be in the army of the Lord? And they all start with uh, D, the letter D. Um, First, we must be dedicated. We must be dedicated. Um, we are called to be good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Um, <clears throat> we are enlisted as his soldiers, and we are dedicated to his call. The flag we wave is the flag of heaven, and those around us should have no questions about our loyalty as his soldiers. So there should be a clear distinction. It says we must be dedicated. There must be a clear distinction between us and the world, it says we, uh, that we are not of this world. It says that we are aliens. Um, a lot of issues that a believer may stand on, like, for example, if you're going home for, like, a holiday or something like that, you have uh, people that uh, may be getting drunk um, or get into different type of arguments, and they say, well, why are you not participating in it with us? 
is because you're a soldier. You're, you dedicated your own mission. Uh, even while you're home, you know, but the thing is we right here, it says that the, uh, and this place that we are, um, the scripture actually calls us uh, like sort of like visitors or aliens. Um, so, uh, it's almost like actual soldier who's going over to like the middle East or going over there to Asia. They're in a foreign land. They're in a foreign place. And they got to always be on guard no matter what circumstance or situation that they are in, especially when they're in a uh, a conflict, a, a war zone, you know, a war zone. You have to always be on guard because you will never know what's going to happen. Uh, people are, are even attacking some of the bases that are over there because they're in, in the war zone. And we here we have to remember that we are always in a war zone. Um, it's a spiritual war. We don't have a actual bullets and well depending on what area you live in you might actually have bullets going going at you these these days and times which is very very sad but there's a lot of spiritual bullets that are going at us um uh, fiery darts as it talks about in ephesians um that we have to be aware of and and we have to be remember though then each and every day each and every situation like while you're at the water cooler at work um, you got to remember who who are you dedicated to? Who who are you serving with? Something as very basic as and very simple as your conversation. So like a good soldier, like gossiping. It's so easy to gossip and fall into the traps, like talking about coworkers or talking about bosses. Um, it's very easy, but it's being a uh, soldier, you can't. You can't. You cannot. You cannot do those things. You know, our Father God, He's looking at everything, and He's expecting great things from you because He's going. He wants to give you great rewards. You know, sometimes we're like, man, I haven't got no reward. Of you know what, some of our rewards, you know, they're going to be later on. You know, but we are going to get rewards right now. But some of our rewards are not going to be till later on. So, in a sense, without actually waving a Christian flag. We are waving the flag of heaven and letting people know that we're believers and Christians and not that so that we're putting those around us who are, we're not trying to put them down or we're trying to uplift the name of God and uplift his purpose and uplift the rules of his kingdom. So we're not trying to like, we're trying to bring basically them to where we are. Okay. It's not so that we can say we're better than them or better than someone else. No, the script, the word says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So basically, no matter what they done did, you, according to the words and rules and regulations that we follow as a soldier, we're just as horrible and as bad as them. The only thing that makes us different is we have the blood of Jesus Christ on us, and we're different. God is how our Father God sees us, you know. It's actually how he sees Jesus in our lives because we ourselves, we didn't do nothing. It does, it's not based on our church attendance, how many Bible scriptures we know. Those those things are important, and I do not want to discourage those things. Um, so I'll say all of that, that the first thing is we must be dedicated. We must be dedicated. Um, second thing is we must be durable. We must be durable. Paul told Timothy to endure hardship. 
Enduring hardships means we should not allow ourselves to become easily discouraged. It means we are prepared for conflict at all times of the day. In the wee hours of the morning or late in the night, it means we should not back down <coughs> from the threat of the enemy. It means we will not let the casualties around us make us quit. A good soldier does not think about quitting. So we must endure. The scripture says he shall, he that endures until the end shall be saved. You know, we have a lot of people that, that start off and they walk away. They fade fade away, you know, because being a, a believer, being a Christian, it is not easy. Not only do you have the world attacking you, but you have the kingdom of darkness attacking you too. They they, they actually put you on like, uh, you know, they have America's most wanted top ten list, but they have uh, the, the kingdom of darkness most wanted list. And depending on what you're doing and how, how you're walking, how your walk is, the enemy is going to attack you and do anything he can to tear you down. And if he can't stop you from being saved and being in the kingdom, he's going to stop you from reaching others and having them enjoy the kingdom. He's going to stop you from strengthening others. That's that's so, so first he wants to take you out, number one. And then number two, if he can't do that, then he wants to uh, stop you from reaching and helping others and, and also discipling others. So that's his goal. We must be durable. We're going to have hard times. Uh, we're going to have hard times financially. We're going to have hard times and our health, you know. And, of course, we always stand on the promises of God when we are in those hard times, and we can never stay off guard. One thing that can help you be durable is you find a scripture. Like if you're dealing with financial situations, you can find a financial scripture. If you're dealing with health issues, you can find the scriptures that stand on health, you know. Um, and I'm I'm not saying you should not take your medication. You, you probably should take your medication, you know. But you also can use the word of God, you know. Don't don't forget the word of God. It says the word of God is like medicine, you know. So you can talk, we can confess and believe that hey, by our stripes we are healed. And it's not like the power of positive thinking. It's that we are putting our thoughts and our minds, uh, as it says in Philippians chapter 4, that we should think on those things which show things are good with it, show her things are pure. You know, uh, the Paul says, uh, those things and uh also it says meditate on my word day and night um that's what it says in uh, uh joshua so meditating on scripture it helps us to be durable um and no matter which which situation or circumstance you're going in you as a soldier your sword of the spirit you have that to help you be durable you know it's like an offensive weapon um it's good to be in on, on offensive. You know, reading the word is like being on offensive. It's preparing yourself um, <clears throat> to to face any circumstance. And, you know, if everything is going good, you should not let up. You should not let up. You should you should read those same scriptures <clears throat> when you're not feeling good. You know, you got to keep on pressing on. It says you must endure. Um, you must be, excuse me, you must be durable. I'm sorry. Or endure. Um, the third one is uh, deliberate. Paul says, "No man that wart that um, <clears throat> wart and entangles himself with the affairs of this life. A good soldier is not distracted 
for all things going on in his life. His focus is to represent the Lord Jesus Christ well in the conflict and make sure he wins. Distractions could, call, could result in being hit by a fiery dart of the wicked one. Distractions could make us target the target of a spiritual assassination. Distractions could cause us to turn our backs and become vulnerable to satanic attacks. So we cannot be distracted. Uh, I want to actually read that scripture again. Uh, it's uh, the verse four says, "No one serving as a good soldier gets entangled in another." This is another translation. I like this one. Gets entangled in civilian affairs. Okay, so you you don't want to get involved in. Uh, basically, what is what it's saying is the things that other people are getting caught up and entangled in, and things that are stopping them. We as soldiers, we cannot allow those same things to stop and hinder us because we are believers and we're on a mission. You know, we have a goal. It was a story in, in the uh, the Old Testament about a prophet, and our father God gave him specific directions. He said, after you go to this town, I want you to go back home, and I don't want you to stop anywhere or do anything else. And on his way home, he ran into some other guy, and, he, and this guy, other guy told him, no, God said you can come and hang out with me for a while and all this kind of stuff and eat. So he said, oh, okay, this is what God is saying or whatever. So he wanted to do that and go hang out. Anyway, the lion ended up eating the guy. A lion came about and ate this guy or whatever. And this guy, like, man, that seemed like kind of extreme and un- extremely unfair. But the father God was trying to give him a warning. Hey, you need to follow my rules strictly, directly, you know, um, so we have to be deliberate and all the things like the Ten Commandments and all these things that our Father says that we should not do, we should not participate in, all these types of things. We need to be deliberate as uh, believers um, because it's so easy to be entangled. This prophet, you know what, this guy who was welcoming him, he seemed so friendly and so nice. And the scripture doesn't say if, if, the, if the prophet, the guy who was trying to set him up, and I, I don't know if he was, was or not. It could have been just that the father, father God seen that if he hung around too long, that these vines was going to come along the path and eat him up. And he knew that what happened to him. That's why he told him, hey, just go straight home because if you hanging around, then later on these vines is going to be here. So we might not have a line waiting on a path, but it could be some other type of situation. It doesn't have to be deadly. That could be something that affects you financially. It could be something that affects someone like a friend or family member or things like that. So we must be deliberate in all of our decisions, no matter how minute they may be or seem like, oh, no, I can go here, I can go there. And I'm not I'm not saying, like, be so focused, oh, man, I need to tie my shoe, but God hasn't told me to tie my shoe yet. I'm not saying be that specific. <clears throat> Of course, you should probably tie your shoe because you don't don't want to trip or whatever. But some people can get carried away. But it's always important, basically, for us to listen to the Holy Spirit because He could be directing you in something that minute and small that can make a big, big difference in your life. Um, so you must be deliberate. Uh, the fourth thing is uh, we must be delightful. We all are familiar with the, the scripture, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. 
you know, it does. We think about delightful. <clears throat> but uh, our number one priority as a soldier is to please the Lord. God is most pleased with us when we follow our orders, when we are diligent at our post, when we are vigilant as watchmen, when we are loyal to our cause, when we fight to win, and we are steadfast at all times. Being a good soldier requires effort. We must realize that we are not called to be part-time soldiers. You know, you get those part-time jobs. Uh, you go there for like two or three hours a day or something like that or, or a week or whatever, and then like, okay, I don't got to do that no more. Um, we are not called to be a part-time soldier. This is a full-time job. Matter of fact, this is more a uh, full-time job. Most full-time jobs like, okay, 40 hours, you know. But this goes beyond 40 hours. It goes beyond when you're at work. This is when you're home. It even goes beyond when you're home. You say, well, where else can you be? Well, when you're asleep, too, yes. Your brain, you know, your mind is still running when you sleep. And guess who does not go to sleep? Our enemy. And he will attack you whenever he can. If he can't get you at work, if he can't get you at home, guess what? He's going to wait till you sleep. And he's going to attack you through dreams and thoughts and all those types of things, some things you can do to help yourself out. With that, you may want to play, like, worship music at night, play some good worship hymns. <clears throat> if you got YouTube or you can download some things, there's plenty of – sometimes I listen to uh, ones where they quote scriptures, like, on different subjects. Like, they have scriptures you can listen on victory, scriptures you can listen on healing. And it, it basically what it is is just music playing and then it's just somebody reading reading the scripture, reading the verse, or they have ones like sometimes I listen to ones when they're reading the whole book of Psalms or the whole book of Proverbs and I'll have that thing playing. You know, and, and I don't do that every night. I need to do it every night. Um, um but these are all things like tools or things like that you can use as part as part of your weapons, you know, all of it is the word of God. Um so we must be delightful. Um uh, Let's see, where is that? Being a good soldier requires effort. We must realize that we are not part-time soldiers. We do not wrestle, well, with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of, dark, of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's Ephesians, excuse me, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Let us go onward and forward in the course of Christ. This is loyal banner, and do not let it suffer loss. Let it be known we are in the Lord's army and we are his soldiers and we are earnestly contending for faith once delivered to the saints. So we are fighting not just for ourselves, but we're fighting for our family who are lost, our friends who are lost, our co-workers who are lost. It's, it's, a, it's this, this war that you're a soldier in. It's the most deadliest war known to mankind. It's, they said World War Two, World War One. I, I mean, World War One was deadly. Then World War Two was like they was, was basically off the chain. It was even worse. It was probably like five, six times worse with the with the atom bombs and everything Hitler was doing with the Jews and just all the different battlefronts. Well, this battlefront right here is is beyond the borders of. <laughs> of this physical world, it's going to the spiritual world too, you know. And a lot of those wars that actually happen are 
basically a result of a, a, a manifestation of what's going on in the spiritual. So those World War One, World War Two, II, World War Three, they're very closely tied to uh, the wars, um, the spiritual, the main spiritual war that's behind everything, which is the kingdom of darkness versus the kingdom of light. So we as believers, we need to always be on guard because the enemy is always trying to come against us. He's always trying to destroy us. And we need to have scriptures. We need to be prepared. We need to be ready. Um, so and kind of in summary, the, the D's are we need to be dedicated. Uh, we need to be durable. We need to be deliberate. And we need to be delightful, okay? Because unlike, unlike the, uh, well, a lot of the wars, actually, they are, in, in a sense, fighting for freedom. But this is like an internal freedom or eternal salvation. And this war, we are soldiers. We're, we're, we're serving a great king, y'all. He is so worthy and so merciful. And we won't even realize how great he is, actually, until we go to heaven. And even when we get to heaven, it's like each each day or whatever they got up there. I don't know if they got days or weeks or whatever. It's called eternity, so it's forever. So I'm not sure how they separated the define that. But I believe that uh, when we're there, each, if I'll just use time down here, like each second or minute to pass, we're going to realize how great, and great and great he are he is because he's going to continue to reveal himself and even up there we still won't fully understand i don't believe but we have way way more understanding than we do down here um so i want to encourage you to be dedicated durable deliberate and delightful uh uh dorothy if you're on there did you have anything you want to say or add to it I would just like to reinforce what you said about we're not just in this war for ourselves and our own salvation. We are in this war um, for the world, the, the people of the world, everyone, you know, to, to get a hold of everyone we can and snatch them from the fire of the evil one. So, and sometimes we have to be covert and sometimes we have to be overt and it's just so important that we understand the magnitude the importance of of fighting the good fight that's what they call it right the good fight yes yes the good fight so and it's just um it's just so important to understand how big this war is, how important this war is, because we don't want our fellow human beings sliding off into hell because we didn't fight for them. You know, we we, we fight by praying. We fight in the spirit. We yeah. bind, bind the demons and loose the angels and pray against Isn't it incredible only 20 people died in that hurricane over Bahama? When Only like half people. the wow. island, isn't that isn't that such a blessing? And I I read a that um, is. yeah it is. I read a prophetic word about the Bahamas too when the hurricane was approaching. I can't remember hmm. if it was Veronica West or Lana Bowser, but she was given a vision about 
the Bahamas being unified and the glory of God falling upon them and unifying them and coming back to God. So, but yeah, there was like half the homes on the island were destroyed. So that's about 13,000 and only 20 people dead. Wow. Praise God. Praise God. You know, it's like in the midst of destruction, you know, what we can always see the hand of God, you know, we can always see the hand of God, you know, moving. And only 20 people in that hurricane wiped out nearly half of the destruction there I hear. I've, I've been to the Bahamas before, and it was like a very small area in the island, and we went on a tour around it. And it's a lot of people there, but for only 20 people, that is a blessing. You know, it's unfortunate it they lost blessing. all that stuff. Um, but lives are very, very more important. You know, their lives are more important than property and all these kind of things. So that that this is part of part of the war that we are in that uh we can be a light during this time to the people of Bahamas. Um we have some soldiers probably that are on the ground, you know, Christians, believers who are Bahamas and you know you never know what the outcome of this is or, or what it is, you know, how people can turn to God during these types of situations. It's like the nine eleven here in America. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, so many have been praying Dorian out to sea. I know I've been praying her out to sea. Um Yes. And to be still and calm. And that's another battlefield. We can, you know, redirect storms by our prayers. You know, Yes. I don't. I think very seldom it is Father's will for a hurricane to do massive, massive destruction. Yes, my so, yeah, my my belief is that on that one is that uh, like all these hurricanes and tornadoes, they're just like kind of like natural things. I don't believe like God is like probably sending those things over there to like to like kill all these people. Some people they might say that, but I I don't know. If I believe that that one. I believe that God wants us to do whatever we can to do to help after those situations happen. And I believe he sees sees those things and, and knows those things and things that we don't understand. It's like, okay, that's not right with that to happen, but it's things that we just don't know and we don't have the words to explain, you know. And I believe if the Father God told us, we would really wouldn't understand it truly now anyway, you know. But I believe God uses all it's, it's all situations. Good and good and bad, you know. Uh, Jesus says it rains on the just and the unjust, you know. So yep. no matter what we're we're facing or or our fellow earth earth earthlings or I guess that's what you would call earthlings or people we're facing, you know, we got to be the be there as the best as we can. I know a lot of us probably who listen and we're not gonna be able to go over there and travel. Some of us might not even be able to help financially, but just like you said, the prayer people like people think prayer is not effective oh they don't know they don't know yeah and i i would i would caution everyone to be careful because after a disaster a whole bunch of hooligans come out of the woodwork saying they're collecting money for you know relief efforts and and there are so many con artists out there so if you can give and if you are going to give give to not red cross 
because too much is going on with them. But like Franklin Graham's uh, Samaritan's Purse or mm-hmm. something like that, something that's well-established that has a good track record with a, the, the, the donations yeah. are actually used for the people. I mean, look what the yeah, Clintons did in Haiti. Yeah. It's just sad, you know, when people give money and they're expecting it to go to the people. And I understand there are some administrative costs, but not when you're giving $10 and the people are only getting 50 cents, <laughs> you know. Right, that, exactly. You know, I mean, it just that's just very, very horrible that people are taking advantage of people like that. I know one ministry that I work with, I'm not sure if they do anything particularly for that, but they occasionally they do. Mainly they uh, they work with, uh, and I might do a show on them actually one time, but it's a ministry called Compassion International. <clears throat> and they do like a lot, basically what you do with them is they you adopt these kids um, from overseas and then you, you, you pay monthly, but basically what you're paying is for that kid and their family to have food, but also for for them to go to school and they're learning about God, but they help out a lot with the, uh, the disasters because they have uh, ch- children, you call them child sponsors, but they have people in Bahamas that are being sponsored and Nicaragua, the Philippines, um, many of the countries that are within Africa, um, all over the world. It's just, and they're very, very credible. So we're like, you know, you send in, the money over there and like 80% of it, I can't remember the exact number, but it's actually going to the child and their family, you know? So yeah, it's, it's good. Like the Franklin Graham one, it's always good. Um, like uh, Billy Graham, a lot of, he was one of the people, you know, he was like, a, a even though he's fast, he was like a, a great witness for God and, and miracle, uh, very crusade. And he made so much money. But he would only allow himself to make sixty thousand a year, and the rest of the money, all the extra money from the books and all this kind of stuff. You have some of those preachers and pastors; they keep all that stuff, and they buy like these ten thousand dollars shoes and all these kind of things. But you, and which gives a bad name to some of the other people. You, you have people like Billy Graham who say, "Hey, I only want sixty thousand, and the rest of this money, I want to use it like in some type of ministry or to give back to the people." So, like, ministries like that are very – it is a whole lot of ministries that are like that that uh, give give to people. But you got to do your research. You got to be uh, vigilant. You know, you just can't do the first person you see. You know, just, just, just be wise and be careful with that. And that's part of being a, a, a soldier. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there are many ways soldiers can be attacked. And that includes Christian yeah. soldiers. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd like to uh, thank everyone for uh, tuning in this evening. Um, thank uh, Dorothy for have, having me. Uh, I'll close in prayer. Um, I remember just uh, if y'all keep keep the people in the Bahamas in prayer. And also, there's so many things going on. Keep the fam- families in prayer. Um, pray for the school year is starting around this year. Pray for protection 
Actually, I just go ahead and pray. Y'all can remember just write down these lists of things y'all can pray for. Father God, we thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. Um, to be the uplifted people of the Bahamas. Father, I thank you for your mercy that only 20 people lost their lives, Father Lord. Um, I pray, this, Father Lord, that there will be no more loss, Father, that a uh, provision will come and all the money that is sent their way will get to the people who need them, who need it, that they will get food, shelter, clothing, um, medical aid, Father. Um and, and spiritual guidance uh, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Also, lift up all all the the people that have been dealing with the mass shootings, the families, the victims of those different situations. Father Lord, I pray for them, strengthen them, strengthen their families, Father. And I pray for protection, Father Lord, the rest of this school year for all the kids, Father Lord, from preschool, college school, all the way up to college, Father Lord, and beyond. Whether they are at the mall, Father Lord, protect your people, Father Lord. If if if, if there's a gun, Father Lord, let let the gun get jammed, Father Lord, or, or con- convict the shooter, oh God, Lord, to where he's not wanting to do that, Father. Um, send the minister an angel who wore a fight on our behalf, Father Lord. Uh, release the prayer warriors, Father Lord. Put it on their heart, Father. <clears throat> Cause the person to get into that. Uh, some type of accident or where he's not going or where his plan is exposed, Father Lord, or he can't get the weapons, oh, Father. Um, and they, those people, they need help, Father Lord. Help them, oh, God. Uh, help them in their relationships, Father. Let them feel love, Father Lord, that they're not feeling, oh, God, Lord. Let them repent, God, Lord, from this anger they're feeling inside, Father Lord, and let them know that the people they're going against is not their problem, not who they're fighting against, but it's Something that they can't see, Father. Something that's greater than anything that's physical, Father. Let them see it, Father. So I just look up this nation and all the other nations that are dealing with these type of issues, Father. We thank you, God, for your protection, according to Psalms 91. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And you know most of these shooters are on antidepressants, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which are very bad drugs. Very they yeah. lead to yeah. suicide yeah. and violence. Yeah. So, it is. So it's yeah, it's horrible. To, it's, yeah. We need to pray that that becomes. Let's see if I can put this right. That people become more aware of that issue. And that those demons behind Big Pharma making all that money on antidepressants and even giving it to children, that this is all exposed and it becomes more of in the public consciousness. Because yeah. once we know something is bad, we can avoid it. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Most That's people. So most yeah. people would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Thank you, Jimmy. That was a good lesson. Thank you. Thank now, you. I wish I had onward Christian soldiers in the in the audio clip. I'd play it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good hymn. I like that one. <laughs> yes, yes. So you have a blessed evening. Yes, you too. You and we'll too. see you. Thank you. <laughs> We'll see you in a couple of weeks. 
Yeah. So, Father, bless yeah. everybody, and good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>